Welcome to another episode of Brooke and Linda's Dream Club, where each week we handpick and peel the most important moments in pop culture. And this week, there's a lot on, Lindy. There's so much. We've got the March for Justice, which happened in capital cities and regional towns all around the country. We're also going to be tackling the biggest question at the Grammys this year. And we're taking you on a very special holiday. Oh, I need a holiday. And we've got so many messages from people about Chani, who you might remember from the very first episode of Dream Club. Uh, She's touching everybody's lives, but these are the best ones we pulled out of our inbox. The moon in Capricorn is sextiling Venus in Pisces. Be sweet to yourself. (laughs) Do what you can to claim your system. Soften, soften, soften. Um, McClinstagram says, I'm sorry, but what is sextiling? I'm finding it now. Clinstagram, sextiling. I love an astrology app that um, brings new words into your vocab. And Sarah, you point out that Chani may have inspired you to listen to all three Dream Club pods back to back on Thursday after weeks of build up. Damn. How Look, does that's going to happen with that Aquarius moon. You know, it'll happen to you. But hey, we've got so much to get into this week. So let's start. Dream Club. So undoubtedly one of the biggest stories of the year so far, and definitely the biggest story this week was the Women's March, March for Justice. They happened in capital cities all around the country and in some regional and rural areas as well. It all started with Grace Tame, the Australian of the Year, standing on stage and bravely declaring, eat my fear, to the man who had raped her when she was a teenager. All survivors of child sexual abuse, this is for us. The Prime Minister Scott Morrison stood next to her and gave her uh, an award and congratulated her. At home watching along was former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins, who alleges a similar thing happened to her in Parliament House. She was enraged when she saw Scott Morrison standing there next to someone who was a survivor while her story hadn't yet been heard, while no one knew anything about what was going on in her life and she felt like she didn't have justice. That inspired her to come forward and has since inspired thousands upon thousands of women to tell their truth, which resulted in the March for Justice this week. Uh, more than 110,000 women showed up and it's, it's a moment in time. It's an incredible time to be a woman There were marches across 40 cities uh, in Australia. It's made headlines across the globe. You may have also seen the vigils, the protests that have been going on in the UK as well in the last couple of days. There are new policies that are being debated in the UK at the moment as well. And it's front page news. We're really glad to see it, even though it is an intense subject. Brittany Higgins' speech yesterday at the March for Justice protests in Canberra was jaw-dropping. Incredible. Absolutely floored me. We are here because it's unfathomable that we are still having to fight this same stale, tired fight. I had goosebumps from start to finish. I cried during it. She was 
incredible. She's a force to be reckoned with, the incredible bravery it must have taken to stand up there on the stage out the front of the place where this awful thing allegedly happened to her and to walk through that crowd of MPs who, um, you know, who have much more power than her and who have been in these institutions for a lot longer. And she walked through that crowd and stood up there and spoke about what happened to her. You know, these sorts of things happen in institutions all around the country. And that's Mm. why so many women were marching. And one person that's been having these conversations in this last year, she's been calling it out in the music industry. I've loved watching her journey. She's been so confident with this and she's had people flooding her inbox is Dina Lynch. She is a visual artist, a musician under the name Jaguar Jones and a photographer. She did an amazing TED Talk as well recently. Dina joins us today on The Dream Club. Hey, Dina, thank you so much for chatting to us and, um, you know, taking on the labour when you're actually experiencing some of this stuff yourself. I mean, you could call it labour, but it's also, you know, um me wanting to find justice um, and finding justice where I haven't been able to in my own world. So I don't really see it as like a labour. I see it as like a necessity. How has it felt in the last few weeks with being able to speak up increasingly about these issues? Well, I feel like I've been speaking up about it since last year. I'm not sure if you were able to see, I guess, kind mm-hmm. of like the second wave Me Too movement in the music industry. And I think at the time, I didn't realise what I was doing at all. I was literally just providing space uh, for women that felt like me. And I was expecting just, you know, a handful to come into my inbox, but it turned into over 300 people. And it just showed to me that I wasn't isolated and that it's way more common than we think. And something needs to be done about it. But not only that, having 300 women in my inbox actually gave me the courage to speak out and know that my experiences have been validated and um, I'm not alone as I fight for it. You know, Lindy and I went to um, the marches this week and uh, we were so moved by the you know, the young people, by the older people, by just the breadth of experience and age and background of the people who were there. And so it's so clear that this is um, affecting us all, not just, you know, certain pockets or certain groups of society. What do you want to come out of the marches? Like what message do you want politicians or people in power to hear? That it starts with them. Like they are the lawmakers and they are the leaders. They are the ones that can help, you know, make decisions to change society. And the fact that these issues are happening within their workplaces and they're turning a blind eye to it just allows us to feel really doubtful that anything can happen, that any good change can happen. And I think that's why the marches have um, been like a necessity to make sure that it's not just, you know, International Women's Day, like one day a year where we, you know, push for change. It's actually a change that needs to happen every single day. And we we can't let it just stand still anymore. Dina Lynch, thank you so much for checking in with us on The Dream Club. No, thanks for making the time. So, Lindy, you and I went along to the protest that was in Sydney this week uh, to show our support and to um, obviously just be a part of something that is incredibly close to both of our hearts. You know how people have their placards, they have all the signs up and you're kind of swamped by it. So you're in this crowd, there's thousands of people kind of as far as the eye can see and you and I, Brooke, are walking from Town Hall in Sydney through to Hyde Park where some speeches were made and there was 
these signs that I feel like I saw again and again and they were the ones that were mainly held by older women and older men, maybe in their 60s, saying, I'm so sick of still having to ha- talk about this. I'm so sick of still having to have this conversation. And that's, I think, what really hit me that, oh, my God, this is taking so long. Like, this is not okay. You're right. Like, it shouldn't... I sh- Every day when I go out to work on the Today Show, I have to leave very early. Mm. And, um, you know, there there was a scary thing where sometimes there would be people out there and I didn't quite know what they were doing. And so I call someone when I leave my house that that 150 metres between my front door and the car is terrifying because, you know, you're worried about what someone can do to you in that period of time. So I call someone nearly every day. I'm not going to mind my own trauma for, you know, for this sort of discussion, but... I can't believe that in 2021 it is considered radical or progressive to demand that women feel safe in their homes, in their workplaces, walking to their goddamn cars, um, and that we have to have these conversations over and over and ask for respect, ask to be treated with human dignity. And what has felt the opposite of disheartening has been the messages that we've been getting on Instagram. We love getting them at the Dream Club podcast. Hit us up. But we asked you to send through your pictures, your videos, if you were attending any March for Justices justices over <laughs> the country over the last couple of days. We've got one from Meg who has sent in a picture of her niece wearing a black hoodie holding up a big sign that says, Today I march. In eight years, I vote. That is I so sweet. That's a happy. That's a happy tears. That's yeah, a happy cry. That's a happy cry. Instance. Isabella, you sent through a picture of you and your dog at one of the <laughs> marches. What does it say? Hold on, I got. I got to pinch the screen. I got to zoom it in. Says, um, how good is equality? How good is equality? How almost as good as that good boy. Who's a good <laughs> Who's boy? Um, so I got this uh, lovely message from Claire, who took a photo of um, of someone at the march and sent it through. Uh, so this is what she sent me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Brooke's been packed. <laughs> it's a photo of me. It's a photo of And I'm of pretty you. sure I was trying to call you so that you could go and meet me because I, I was, was, like, looking over at you. You were, like, cross so, the street. Claire, I really appreciate it, but I'm a little bit creeped out that you didn't say hello, <laughs> that you just took a photo oh. from afar. It reminds me of that Stephen Merchant bit in The Office where he's like, I've been watching you silently from afar for a while now. and uh, It's also because if you imagine... I love you, Claire. I love you. Brooke looked like the invisible man. Brooke had glasses and a mask on and a hoodie. So she only... Claire only recognised you via your nose. Yeah, that's actually pretty impressive. What do you think we look like if you haven't ever seen a photo of us? Please come and tell us. (laughs) Someone once came up to me and they went, you're meant to be tall. (laughs) DJing and they were like, you're not Linda Mariano. Linda's tall. Linda sounds tall. I'm like, what, five foot one, two? I didn't even know. (laughs) How do you sound tall? I don't know. I guess I just sound like a supermodel. (laughs) Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano. The Dream Club. Brooke Boney. Linda Mariano, bringing you the Dream Club. Next up, Grammys 2021. The Grammys has happened once again for a year. Some big fat winners. 
We'll round them up in a in a nutshell. One, Billie Eilish won Record of the Year for Everything I Wanted. She basically dedicated the entire thing to Megan the Stallion. Savage. And <laughs> what we really want to talk about is Beyonce. Oh my She Lord. has now topped it. She has hit the record for the most Grammy wins of any singer, no matter who they are. She has topped it. The most Grammy wins out of any singer of all time, 28 Grammy Awards. She's 28. now picked up 28. She's been nominated for 79 in total. If she gets one more, she then surpasses her husband, Jay-Z. So please do it. I'm not a fan of Jay-Z. Never have, <laughs> never will be. I think she deserves it, absolutely. But it does force us to ask the question, is Beyonce the most important female artist of all time? Linda. Yes. Yes. Right. Podcast done. Thanks. Podcast done. Easy. Thanks. Topics Bye. done. See ya. Yes. When you think about the weight of Beyonce, looking at it through the trajectory, a girl that grew up on the stage singing and dancing in competitions in Houston. She is the winner of the Baby Junior final category last year. Her name is Beyonce Knowles. Destiny's Child, of course, blew up in the late 90s. She was the centre of that group. She jumped into film. We all remember Austin Powers. <laughs> um, Foxy Cleopatra. <laughs> oh, can we please get a bit of Foxy? In here? <laughs> well, if it isn't Austin Powers. I'm sorry? You got a lot of nerve dragging your job, white ass in here. I don't believe we've met. It's me, Foxy. Foxy Cleopatra. And then she really started to pivot and lemonade in 2016, the release of that really saw her come out. I mean, I, I think that the the real starting of growth was happening during I Am Sasha Fierce mm-hmm, days mm-hmm, in 2008. Mm-hmm. But now we look at who Beyonce is, what she stands for, the strength, the power she has over not only her audience but her peers as well, the respect that she demands. Do you know, I remember working in Parliament House on a Sunday shift for SBS when Lemonade dropped. And I remember, sorry, SBS, sorry, uh, but I remember watching the entire thing and being completely flawed because I realised at that moment that not only had I misunderstood Beyonce up until that point, of course I was a fan of the music. I mean, who doesn't love those early Destiny's Child bangers and, Mm. you know, all of the songs that Beyonce put out in between? But for me, when she put out Lemonade, you realised that she was conforming to a certain stereotype for a very, very long time. And this was finally her taking agency over her own career and being her most authentic self and being authentic in a way that was humiliating and raw and made for so much speculation, you know, uh, talking about her relationship with Jay-Z, talking about being cheated on. What a risk of a record. Mm. It was a change in the landscape of what we should be demanding from pop artists and she has been on that throne since then and she has not been off it. You know, what is the purpose of art other than to make us all feel a little bit more understood? Yeah, to push change and, of course, the Brown Skin Girl video won for Best Music Video at the Grammys. Yeah, good on you, Blue Ivy. You're kicking oh all that Oh, my gosh. Above. She's the second youngest Grammy Award winner of all time. Who is the youngest? Uh, probably some country artist. Mm. Whenever you think 
someone has hit a record but they're only coming second and you think who could possibly surpass it, it's always country music. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Always it was the country? same with the record for the, for yeah, the most Alison female wins. It was Alison Krauss. Always country music. Also, can we just take one little minuscule of a second to acknowledge that this time last year, Brooke and I were together in LA during Grammys week and we actually <gasps> ran into each other at a Grammys party. We didn't even know that each other were going to be there. Remember I was like texting you and there was no reception inside because I saw you go in and I was like standing around the carpet area and, you know, I just can't believe that we were there to in watch. In a crowded room. But there was like 100 maybe 150 people watching like Billie Eilish, Lizzo, watching her, watching like all of these incredible, Billy Ray Cyrus, remember oh, that? Right. <laughs> and then eating in and out Burger on the way out. Oh, I just, it makes me want to travel. It makes me want to go on a holiday. Lindy, I want a holiday. I want a holiday. Can you Look, take me on a holiday? Brooke, I hear you. I feel you. And I think that I can through the power of audio. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's do something special. Let's take you on a virtual holiday because it does mark about a year of non-international travel. So if you are craving a holiday, Brooke, I want you to close your eyes. Okay, they're closed. Close your eyes. I want you to picture your perfect holiday mm. and I want you to take me there. Take us there. Okay, so imagine this. My eyes are actually closed, so don't do anything crazy. Don't like... <laughs> throw water at me or a soccer ball or something. All right, concentrate, because I'm going to take you on a trip to Sardinia in Italy. It's a little island in the middle of the ocean where it's always warm and the water is so blue that it looks like one of those postcards. It's so wonderful there that they actually have the longest life expectancy of anywhere in the world. People just want to stay alive longer. And the sun in Sardinia isn't so hot that you get burnt like you do in Australia if you're out in the sun for like 10 minutes. It's hot, but it's not crispy. So you can lay there all day and you get in and out of the ocean. You can lay on the beach and someone will bring you a big bowl of pasta. I feel like my ideal pasta would be spaghetti vongole with you know, some clams and some of that really yummy tomato sauce. They have this crisp, amazing white wine. And I like mine extra cold. And it's not so strong that you feel like you're getting drunk. You just feel maybe a little bit more relaxed. So I'm laying there in the sun, in my togs with a big hat on, some sunglasses, having some wine, eating some pasta, getting in and out of the water and letting the sun dance across my skin. God, I feel more relaxed already. You I should feel, do it. That feel, really? I feel like I've been on a holiday. Okay. Where would you go? All right, hold on. I'm closing my eyes. Okay. My journey is to see my family in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. So you have been on your flight. As soon as you get off, and you pick up your little bags from baggage claim. You go to walk out of the airport doors. As soon as those airport doors open, the heat and the humidity and the smell of the city like hits you like a wall. And it just feels so nice. The air is that sort of humid thickness there that makes you 
peel off any layers of clothing that you can and then immediately you can smell and hear everything that Kuala Lumpur at night has to offer. So you can, it's like you can smell the bodies of the people that are walking past you because everybody's just got this lingering slight sweat. You can smell food in the air from all of the night markets. You can hear every car honking. You can hear motorcycles like whizzing past and you just effing gorge yourself with every plastic bowl that you can of fried noodles, satay, laksa, wash it down with fresh coconut and fresh sugarcane juice and then you flop into your big hotel bed that night. What? So oh my god, you're sitting so close I had to me. My eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like getting close. <laughs> she was leaning Without in. Realizing <laughs> <it>. <laughs> hey, if you've got somewhere that you love traveling to, please send us an audio clip. I want to hear your travel story. I want to hear what your dream vacation is because after all, this is the dream club. Dream club. new clothes but if you do make sure they're ethical like they're made to order or from sustainable products also think about that when you buy your booty booty products i actually meant to say beauty products but but let's say booty products and beauty products i often only think of booty as well listen to a song that you used to love as a teenager maybe it's three doors down Do you know what it's time for? Oh, yes. I love a little DM. Not that we have enough of those. Yeah, we spoke for like 45 minutes on the phone yesterday after I'd seen you. <laughs> like twice <laughs> during the day. I know. I think we spoke on the phone four times. Then we went to the march <laughs> together. And then we spoke on the phone twice, three times, maybe mm, more. Maybe more. Anyway, what's your Dream Club update? Do you know, um, after the march this week and after all of the Harry and Meghan stuff last week, I sort of realised that it's starting to take a toll, that I do feel a little bit more, I don't know, maybe on edge about Mm. things. And so I just wanted to put it out there to all of the dreamers that you have to look after yourself, that you, um, you know, obviously we don't have a a lot of control over these big, broad narratives that are happening around us, the same as the COVID stuff last year. And so we all just have to keep an eye out for each other. Just turn inward, focus on yourself. Do you know what I read yesterday in line with that? This great quote about how every now and again you need to disconnect to reconnect. You know that old saying of... Like, Are you thinking of Wi-Fi though or no? Yes, that, yes. It was, you know what? It actually came off the back of the theories about computers, how you have to most of the problems can just be solved with anything by just turning them off and then turning them back on again after a minute or two. You need to do that with Brooke. So you go, I've fainted. Imagine how bad you would feel if you just touched the exact right part on my shoulder and then I just fainted. I didn't faint. But you're right. We do need to disconnect to reconnect. And I appreciate the sentiment, Lindy. Yeah. Love you. Love you. What's your update this week? My update was off the back of... Beyonce and Megan The Stallion in particular winning for Best Rap Recording at the Grammys, it got me thinking more about how excited I am at the increasing open-mindedness of hip-hop as a genre. 
I've been a hip-hop fan for years. We spoke about my posters of Snoop Dogg growing up as a child last time on <laughs> With the Dream mouth Pop. holes worn out. With from the mouth so holes from when I pashed my posters as a child growing up. But hip-hop, particularly as a genre, has been, let's say the words, kind of close-minded in mm. its perspectives. It's been pretty narrow in terms of the visions that we hear from different rappers. You get gangster rap, you get G-funk, you get these things, but they kind of exist within a realm of male-dominated voices, in quotation marks, a problematic culture, mm, homophobic, misogyny. Yes, yeah. it's all happened, but with people like Megan Thee Stallion winning the Grammys, being up on a pedestal like that, and I think about the increasing fluidity that we're seeing at the forefront of hip-hop, it makes me so excited. And I mean that in in a way that people aren't just looking at these big bad boys mm. of rap, we're looking at people like Lil Nas X, mm. we're looking at people like Lil Uzi Vert, who are mm. not afraid to embrace masculine and feminine qualities in how they dress, how they present themselves, how they dance, how they want to sound cute, how they talk about these different things in their music. Having a woman win Grammy who's gone up against people like Lil Baby, people like Da Baby, people like Roddy Rich, these massive dudes in hip-hop and coming out on top. And I'm bloody excited about it. I'm loving it. Get open-minded. Love it. Oh, Lindy, I've had so much fun talking to you this week. Uh, we're going to be back next Wednesday. But until then, please join our Dream Club and follow us at The Dream Club Podcast on Instagram. Yes, tag us in a pic. We love to see it. Show us where you're listening from. Tell your friends as well. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Tell your stepdad. Tell your <laughs> granddad. Tell everyone. <laughs> tell your little bro. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dream Club. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Man, it's a hot one. I do it all for the cookies. Come on, the cookies. Are you singing cookies instead of nookie? <laughs> because I love cookies. I love nookies. Okay. Cookies is rude, isn't it? It's sex. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're allowed to. <laughs> I'm allowed to like that. <laughs>